0: Welcome to a very different episode of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and this is the episode where we begin to look at the impact that the coronavirus pandemic has had on patients and families and how associates across the Nemours enterprise have pivoted to address this unforeseen challenge. So travel back in time with me to what may seem like eons ago. January 2020. A new year, a new start a time when terms like social distancing and quarantine were rarely used, and when wearing a mask was exclusively for skiing. Planning for the 2020 Nemours proms had begun in earnest at both the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando and the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington. It was then that dietitian Michelle Fulmer and hematology oncology nurse Julie Regan entered the traveling podcast studio at A.I. DuPont for a chat about what was to be the ninth annual Nemours prom in Wilmington.
1: So about eight years ago, our doctor, who was uh, Dr. Kolb, who was the director of the Nemours Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders, and a couple of other people had come up with the idea to do a prom benefiting the oncology and bone marrow transplant patients that come through uh, our clinic. And so it was probably the very first prom. It was, um, I would say, probably 60 people Mm -hmm. all in tall came. It was all volunteer. Everything was donated from the um, music to the gowns to uh, the lighting and the decorations. And since then, it has come very very become much bigger than it used to be and um, last year's prom uh, we ended up it was a magical night in uh, Morocco.
2: Stuff like this is something that you think of as the right of passage and if you don't get to do it it's
3: kind of weird so this is really exciting to be able to get all dressed up and get to dance and be normal for a night.
1: Now we include um, solid organ transplant as well as um, The rehab kids who may not be able to get to their prom because of a catastrophic injury. So we have um, come, we we involve a lot more. And and to this day, everything is still donated. The kids do not have to pay anything out of pocket at all.
4: I think the one, if I could share a story, the one, um, one of the stories that lets a glimpse into how much it means to them was, I think it was our second or third prom One of our, actually the first prom, one of our patients was actually the highlight on in the video reel, and she really, really enjoyed prom. However, you know, she felt quite ill the second year, and even though she was quite ill, she was really, really excited to come. She came down. We brought her down in her whole entire bed, picked out a dress. She had her dress hanging in the the room, hoping that uh, she could come down. And problem starts away at 6, and she passed away at 5 o'clock. And we all said that that was her way of being uh-huh. down there with us as a problem without being when she wasn't able to physically be
1: there. And so just to know that she enjoyed it that much the first year – was enough, and we we of course did not let anybody know because we didn't really feel that that was necessary at the time. Because there were some people that attended the prom that were very close to or some of the um, other children. Because when you have this kind of disease, you certainly do get used to you know you're you're here for such a long period of time, and you do form those bonds. And some of our kids that come actually bring other patients with them mm-hmm. instead of, um, instead of bringing an outside. And they're allowed to bring anybody they want. Um, as long as they're over 13. Or under 25. And under 20, yes. <laughs> we don't let parents. This is prom. Yes. This is one of the things that has
4: been really, really, for Julie and I, um, sometimes hard, mm-hmm. but also really, really important, to maintain the integrity that this is prom. This means mom doesn't come, dad, they, they all get kicked out. They get about <laughs> 15, 20 minutes when but prom they starts. Yes. And, you, and then they, they need to leave and allow. Because this is the one thing that often our kids do don't get you know they don't get to be you know feel as normal Mm -hmm. as they should you know so uh it needs to be normalized and folks need to not be hanging around and this really needs to look like prom
0: the idea that prom can be a normative experience was also front and center for child life specialist and nch prom chair emily bradley when we talked in orlando in early march The word coronavirus had crept into our collective vocabularies, but the idea of holding both proms was still very much in play, especially in Orlando, where no prom had been held since 2018 due to construction constraints. 2020 was to be, in some ways, a return to normal.
3: Our prom is really geared for our teenage patients who missed their own prom or have not been able to have some of those normative experiences because of their treatment process or because of their illness. In the Child Life Department, we try and provide a lot of normalization just here in the hospital. So how can we normalize the hospital environment through play, through celebrating milestones in treatment, birthdays, holidays, But like I said, prom is one of those big normative events for teens. It's kind of a rite of passage. It's something that you look forward to all throughout high school. It's something that is just so normative for teens. And a lot of times our patients are not able to attend their prom at school. So we put it on for them here. It's just such a cool event. You know, I think some people at first were a little hesitant, like, oh, I don't know. that." Like, I don't know if I want to go to a prom at a hospital or like, I'm not sure about that. But once they were here and really saw like what we were putting on for them, they totally just lit up and had such a great time. I mean, dancing down to like the last minute, having fun meeting other patients and kind of making that connection that I'm not the only teen going through X, Y, or Z. I'm not the only teen that has to come to the hospital. There's a lot of people like me and making those um, connections. We have had several patients that have come year to year and just seeing them continue to come back. We know we're doing something right if they want to come back again. So it really is just so magical for them. So this event is at no cost for our patients and families. So we are covering, you know, all of those expenses for food at the Four Seasons, for the venue. Um, we will have some resources available for attire and, like I mentioned, transportation. Um, we are very thankful for having community support. We have um, businesses that provide sponsorship for us to be able to do this. Including the Walt Disney World Company and the Four Seasons. We also do have the support of our leaders here on site and have been given some budget money in within our child life budget to be able to put this on for our patients because they value and see um, just what a great event this is to be able to provide for our patients. Making the event extra special
0: are the countless hours of volunteer time generously donated by Nemours Associates in both the Delaware Valley and Central
4: Florida, without whom neither prom would be possible, according to Julie and Michelle. And not only is it just associates of like the Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders, mm-hmm. but it's it's, you know, child life, it's PT, OT, it's pharmacy, it truly, it's, it's facilities, captures almost everyone yep, a little bit in almost every area of the hospital, as well as connects them to the community.
3: What have you gotten out of it? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, I haven't thought of that before. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think, I think what we get out of it too is filling our own cups. So we go through some really difficult times with these patients. We're there at the bedside during some of the difficult conversations with the physicians um, when they get bad news, when they get good news, when we are supporting them through a difficult procedure. And so for us to also be able to share this fun normative experience with our patients is so just so rewarding for us too. That it it does it fills our cup and kind of reinvigorates us. Like this is why we are here. This is why we do the job that we do on the hard days. On the good days, this is what we're here for, is to provide these experiences for our patients. So um, just a, a good little like refresher and um, just a really special moment for us as well.
0: Yet by mid-March, just after this interview with Emily, 2020 prom plans were swept away as the world faced the pandemic of COVID-19. Schools and Non-essential businesses shut statewide. Everybody go on lockdown and wear masks. It was the deadliest day to date. The virus rate is wholly dependent on what you do.
2: 379 new deaths. This is the highest single day number that we have hit.
0: A reminder also about wearing masks in public begins 8 p.m. tonight. We have a
2: significant, there's no question about it, flattening of the curve. But that is not enough, and I wish it were, to go back to
3: business as usual. So I think that our team decided pretty quickly and very early on of everything starting to take place here in the United States to cancel our prom. I think the biggest factor is just that we were planning this for teenagers that have a medical illness, they either, you know, are finished with treatment, currently in treatment, they have something, some other health risk going on. So um, that made us be even more, I think, cautious and just really, you know, want to make sure that we are doing the best to protect those patients. And so here in the hospital, we started canceling our outside community visitors, we closed our playrooms, canceled all of our group activities, about I I think the week of like St. Patrick's Day that kind of like mid March range and so you know at that point people weren't really talking about you know, canceling things out through May, but we, you know, we were just kind of taking the the next two weeks to cancel stuff, but we just felt like where we were at with our planning, it made sense. We weren't too far into our planning where it's too, you know, be too hard to turn back. Um, and then just really wanting to make sure that we made the best decision to protect our patients that would be attending our prom. And so we, um, I would say, Probably by that next week, like towards the end of March, we, um, you know, made the final decision to go ahead and and cancel. You know, for us, we did have a discussion about if we wanted to reschedule, um, but I think just there was so much unknown at that point. We, we you know, we're learning that this was going to be much longer than two, three, four weeks. So we made the decision just to cancel for 2020 and we will um, plan again for the spring of 2021. Do you have a
0: date for next year?
3: We do not yet. Um <laughs> I I would think maybe in you know the end of summer, early fall maybe we'll start looking at a potential date. Uh we definitely want to take advantage now of having so much time um to be able to plan for next year. Um you know and of course understand that a lot of people had to postpone events. So I'm sure calendars are are getting full already for most venues so we definitely will start having those conversations um, shortly.
0: Up in Wilmington, 2020's prom cancellation led to the first significant step in planning for 2021's event. A date has been set, April 24th. Michelle Fulmer, joining me by Zoom, says the team is already looking forward to a changed but still magical night out for teens who, due to their medical conditions, otherwise might not be able to take part in this teenage rite of passage. And she reveals what the surprise theme for 2020 was to be, which turns out to be prescient on so many levels.
2: Prom and this whole transition has been (laughs) a huge change for all of us. That being said, uh, I feel like next year's prom is going to be extraordinary for a couple of different reasons. Um, We'll still maintain the same theme because we worked really, really hard and we have a lot of great ideas. But interestingly enough, the prom theme for this year that will carry over to next year was superheroes, and it really could not be more fitting of of what we've all experienced. Um, aside from our kids being wonderful you know, superheroes themselves, but um, you know, it really is a coming together of many superheroes.
0: I'm guessing you've heard this before, but it bears repeating. As a Nemours associate, you are a superhero. You're the front lines of the COVID-19 battle, and your superpowers, whatever they may be, and they're different for everyone, are vital to the patients and families served by Nemours. The face of healthcare may be changing as a result of the pandemic, yet Nemours' overall mission of keeping kids healthy stays the same. And you, superhero listener, are part of that. Thank you. Superhero stories are what we tell here on the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Tell your own or that of another associate by emailing podcast at nemours.org so we can spotlight you or your fellow associate or both of you, or all of you, on an upcoming podcast. That's podcast at Namores.org. Thanks, as always, to our production team, Peter Adeby, Deborah Griffin, J.L. Pocket, and Jackie Williams. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, or simply ask your smart speaker to play the Namores Champions for Children podcast. Music provided by Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts And our words of wisdom today come from Michelle Fulmer. Really enjoy the day and
2: savor the day because we now realize what it's like to not have a day.
0: I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Till next time, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do.